Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for July 30, 2023. Today's Old Testament lesson is from the book of Genesis, chapter 29, verses 15 to 28. Family Drama Laban said to Jacob, Just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It's better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed, and I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Laban replied, It is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, then we will give you the younger one also, in return for another seven years of work. And Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. New International Version There's no drama quite like family drama. Love and hate, unity and inequality, privileged and powerless, gender and patriarchy, altruism and selfishness, all of it combined for a strange brew we call family. It seems you can't live with them or without them. In a love story for the ages, the lonely Jacob meets the lovely Rachel. It was a divine appointment, and quite literally, a match made in heaven. Although the romance appears to lead to a happy and better days, it's anything but. The family dynamics are at play, and it leads to plenty of dysfunctional stuff. Just as Jacob the deceiver successfully wrangled a blessing away from his brother for himself, Rachel's father Laban did his own bit of deception. <clears throat> Having promised Rachel to Jacob, the elder daughter Leah replaces her sister and is found in the marriage bed in the morning after the wedding. <laughs> Oi, it was Laban's doing. He had Jacob over a barrel. The whole situation ended up creating an unhealthy competition between the two sisters for the affection of their husband. So much for living happily ever after. A lot of this story exposes the gap between the ancient biblical world and our own contemporary cultural context. The patriarchal and tribal society within the book of Genesis assumes that marriage is first and foremost an alliance between men involving the exchange of women. This is anything but a commitment between individuals intending to share their lives together. Laban and Jacob 
work out the marriage price of seven years of labor without any consultation of the brides-to-be. What's more, polygamy seems a given. We get no objections to multiple women being married to one man, and this is typically how Old Testament narratives work. They give us the story without moral comment and let that story speak for itself about the ethics involved. The consequences to the decisions and actions are meant to demonstrate the morality or immorality of it all. There remains, however, a tender love story inside all the drama. Despite all the deceit and masculine posturing for position, Jacob was madly in love with Rachel, and he would do anything for her, including working 14 years in unjust conditions. As in most family affairs, all of this is terribly complicated. Jacob's singular love for Rachel and Laban's finagling strands the older sister Leah in a loveless marriage. Even with God's enablement of giving Leah many children, the tragedy of the family drama continued. Rachel envied her elder sister's fertility as she herself desperately tried to conceive. It's all a quite convoluted way to realizing the blessing of God to Abraham's descendants. The casual introduction of servant women in the narrative raises all sorts of issues concerning social class, slave and domestic labor, labor and reproductive rights, not to mention realities like sexual trafficking and abuse with which we still wrestle in the 21st century. Despite the distance between the ancient world and our own today, we do have a lot in common with people of the past. We are far from perfect. Families are still messy and often broken. We hurt each other intentionally and unintentionally. We act in our own best interest and against the greater good of others. We forget to ask those with less power about decisions that impact their lives. To look in on this family reality in Genesis is to look straight into human brokenness. And yet through all of Jacob's family drama, God's purposes were advanced. Jacob had been promised he would have a multitude of descendants. And it was through the unloved Leah and her servant Zilpah that eight of the twelve tribes of Israel traced their descent. Even the deceitfulness of Laban and Jacob cannot stand in the way of God's purposes. Human sin may delay the realization of God's promises, but our human foibles shall never overrule the sovereignty and providence of God's good plans for humanity. O God of compassion, whose Son Jesus Christ, the child of Mary, shared the life of a home in Nazareth, and on the cross drew the whole human family to himself, have mercy on us all, especially on our families of origin and all the various family situations we find ourselves within. Strengthen us in our daily living, so that in joy and in sorrow we may know the power of your presence to bind together and to heal through Jesus Christ our Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.